This is Horsepower Happenings. Every once in a while, you get to the racetrack, and that pesky little bug crawls up and bites you, and you go, man, I had to dust off my driver's seat. No, I'll I'll never go back. uh, I'll never go back to full-time racing. I'm too old. I mean, there's there's some guys older than me still doing it. God bless them. Distinguished news, industry insight, and exclusive interviews. We wrapped it up at the end of last year. I will tell you this. We are going to run. You're the first person that's actually been told this officially. With Zach Heiser. Here comes Jared Horseman to the inside. He's got Max Dambaugh picked off. He's around Chase Ryan now. Jared Horseman up to third down the back straightaway. And Rich France. The number 11 Hilliker machine does have a flat right front tire, uh, some body damage. He may be able to come down into the hot pit and uh, replace his tire and get back out. Michigan Short Track Racing Authority. This is Travis Stemler. Going with Chris Trevor, the Hills Racing 47 Knot. This is Barry Marlowe. This is 14-time ARCA champion Ron Allen. This is three-time dirt car UMP national champion Rusty Schlink. And this is Horsepower Happenings. Good evening, race fans, and welcome in to another episode of Horsepower Happenings presented by Amoxicillin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's not one thing, it's another. So we're going to make our way through this episode of Horsepower Happenings on a beautiful Monday. Uh, Two first-time, I think first-time interviewers, I know for sure, one, uh, maybe even two tonight, uh, lined up, and it's going to be a great show, so let's get into it. Here's what's happening in a Motor City Minute. How about iRacing's superstar, iRacing's driver, late model superstar, Ty Majeski, tampering with the NASCAR Truck Series this year, snuck his way into the playoffs, and man, he's going to move on to the next round after a big win at Bristol Motor Speedway in the uh, Truck Series. NASCAR Xfinity Series, Noah Gregson, rack up another one, and this one was special too because Noah was physically getting sick inside that race car, uh, very Ricky Rudd vibes. He got out of the car and was just absolutely a disgusting mess uh, but he went to victory lane nonetheless and then how about on the cup series side rich since the playoffs have started not a single playoff driver has gone to victory lane and it happened again at bristol chris busher parks it and that's the first win since the start of the keselowski era in uh, the uh, roush camp so congratulations to chris busher and michigan native brad keselowski all right, on to the dirt, Knoxville, Iowa with the late model nationals. How about, here it is again, Jonathan Davenport. He goes back to victory lane. This one's significant, though, his first ever Knoxville late model nationals win. And how about the Mars Super Late Model Racing Series? Spoon River, Ryan Unzicker expands his points lead into championship weekend October 7th and 8th at Fairbury Speedway. Those things and so much more happening tonight on Horsepower Happenings. Good evening. Welcome in. I'm Zach Heiser. Rich France joins me from across the way. Good evening, sir. Between amoxicillin and ibuprofen, uh, yeah. we got a, we got our own drugstore going. <laughs> I think. I tell you what, I started. I had a sore throat on Thursday, and thank goodness, uh, you know, that I had already had uh, scheduling conflict for the Glass City because I'd have been miserable on Saturday if I'd had to gone to Toledo. And so I finally went to the walk-in today. The doctor made me go ah, and he goes, "Well, you're the easiest patient of the day. That strep throat, get out of my office." So, <laughs> yeah, 875 milligrams of amoxicillin for 10 days, and We'll be ready to rock. So yeah, I, I've I've been on the ibuprofen for a couple of weeks. Came back from Las Vegas for my for my daughter's wedding and thought I could ride a mechanical bull at my age. Oh that was, man, yeah, that was proven <laughs> <laughs> proven wrong, um, and landed on my thumb and damaged it up a little bit. So I've been kind of dealing with that and continuing to golf. And oh man, um, 
a little bit of back pain. So, yeah, ibuprofen has been my friend for a couple of weeks Bef- now. Before we get into our local news, we'd be remiss if I don't think – if we didn't talk about one of the biggest news stories in our sport, and that's, of course, in NASCAR uh, with uh, Kyle Busch making the announcement alongside Richard Childress Racing last week. I uh, thought it was really funny. You know, what is it, 10, 11 years ago, Richard punches Kyle in the face after a truck series race, and now – Hold My Watch has a whole new meaning because he's going to go race for RCR in the number eight machine. They'll make a third charter for Tyler Reddick to to jump in next year as he rides out the last year of his contract. Talk to me about this. You know, Richard Childress Racing, they just got relevant again this year with the new car with Tyler Reddick. And, you know, Austin Dillon has been hit or miss in these cars. Um, I I think Kyle Busch really is probably the first. and, And one of the reporters asked this during the press conference. I think Kyle Busch may be the first really knockout superstar driver to go to RCR since the Kevin Harvick era ended. Uh, You know, what's that been? Almost 10 years now. Yeah, and and I think we knew, you know, we talked, and and I said the same thing all along. There's no way Kyle Busch was going to be back in that AT machine. Right. It wasn't wasn't happening. Um, Nobody was saying it. They were acting like they were trying to do something about it. But, uh, you know, it was never going to happen. I didn't believe so, and, and it didn't end up that way. But I don't know. The drama over at Childress now, it takes a whole new meaning, you know. It's not a comfortable situation for that Tyler Reddick knowing he's going somewhere else. Um, so what are they going to do? Um, it, it's got to be an uncomfortable situation. they got to get over it for next year uh, because they need to have, have a fully functional team and mentally, mentally so everybody's working together. But uh, I just wonder how that's going to work out. We'll have to wait and see. And it's intriguing, too, because that kind of opens the door for a couple of other things that you ask questions about. You know, there's been a lot of talk about junior motorsports getting involved in the Cup Series. Richard Childress Racing, I don't feel like, is going to buy a charter just for one year. Why would they buy a third team just to let Tyler Reddick finish out his contract, fire the kid, let him go to Stuart Haas Racing a year early, um, or what have whatever you want to do? Uh, I think them buying a third charter for Reddick is intriguing, and I think that Maybe RCR is back to a three-car team for a couple of years. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's intriguing. But uh, that's not the focal point. The focal point is Kyle Busch, and can he and RCR get back to winning championships and winning races together? And and that obviously remains to be seen. I have my doubts. I'll tell you that. I think Kyle Busch is a capable driver. Uh, I'm not sure if RCR is still a capable organization. It remains to be seen. Tyler Reddick has had hit-or-miss success. Austin Dillon has had hit-or-miss success. So I think they're both going to be looking for some consistency. Yeah. Kyle Busch is going to find out that he's no longer driving for Gibbs. You know what I mean? Right. Really, really, really quick. I mean, we know how, how long, and they're still going through it a little bit, um, you know, over at Roush Fenway RFK. They, they've had it. They used to dominate with Carl Edwards and Kurt Busch and back in the day, I mean, they were the team to beat and it kind of goes through, you know, you, you kind of see it going to Hendrick and then, you know, they might have a couple years that are off and it, and then it went to Gibbs for quite a long time. You know, they, they were dominating. I don't think Kyle Busch is going to be as comfortable in those RCR cars. Uh, and they're going to have to, they're going to have to step up their game on their end for him. Um, so he's not frustrated or we're going to see a whole lot of nasty interviews uh, out of Kyle Busch after some races. And it's intriguing to mention, too, uh, that Kyle will be returning to Chevrolet for the first time since the early days of his career when he started at Hendrick Motorsports. And then, of course, the other storylines, it opens up a possibility for him to maybe run the Indianapolis 500 and do something that his brother Kurt had already done. So 
Um, I think it's cool. I think it's great possibilities, and I think there's a lot of excitement. I'm looking forward to 2023 and seeing if that eight car goes to victory lane with uh, Bush behind the wheel. All right, let's get into some local stuff, Rich. Big weekend for you down at Toledo Speedway. Yeah, we had some fun this weekend, and Zach's second-generation driver, <laughs> and it always works up works out this way. One of our guests from last week, uh, Trevor Berry and 15-year-old rising star William Swalich captured victories in Saturday's 100-lap feature events for the Clean Harbor Safety Clean Glass City 200. The Outlaws were up first, and hometown favorite Nick Bailey blasted into the lead from his pole position, holding the point for the first 25 laps as the rest of the field settled in behind him. Connor Zabosian snuck under Bailey on lap 26 to grab the lead, and when he opened the door, the next five cars followed Zabosian for the first uh, half of the race. The top six cars ran in formation with Zabosian, Scott Hans, Barry, Steve Needles, Caden Lapsovich, and J.R. Rorig nose to tail. Barry slid under Zabosian after a lap 54 restart and set sail in the front of the field as they tried to chase him down. With 20 laps remaining, Rorig would get within five car lengths but couldn't close any further. Barry would cruise to the victory with Rorig second at the strike. Needles brought it home third. Two-time Glass City uh, and defending race winner Lapsovich was fourth with Mike Mazzagatti rounding out the top five. Uh, then it was time for the Arcaseri Super Series 100-lap feature event. Zach, Kyle Crump would lead the field to green and pick up the early lead, but it was much like what happened at Birch Run a week ago. Uh, Crump's car wasn't as good as he thought it was. Uh, California native Jesse Love took the top spot on lap number five while Crump fell back. Uh, Love built up a, a comfortable margin as Francis Engineering fast qualifier William Sawalich began his move to the front. By lap 48, Swalich had closed the gap on his teammate Love uh, and was on his bumper. The top five at the halfway mark were Love, Swalich, Michael Simcoe, Chase Berta, and Albert Francis. And for the next 35 laps, the two ran nose to tail, stretched their advantage over third-place Simcoe. But on lap 83, Swalich uh, got to Love in turn number three. He didn't edge him. He didn't touch him. He moved his teammate up the hill in turn three and four. Uh, Love kind of had to scramble to hang on to it. And from there on, it was William Sawalich driving away. Uh, rounding out the top five were Love, Simcoe, Berta, and Crump. So, Zach, uh, car counts were a little lower than what we had thought. Um, we had some guys drop out, some guys broke uh, in practice. But still, we had some great racing. One final event on the Toledo Speedway schedule, the Ucker Menard Series Championship event on Saturday, October 8th. And coming up next for Champion Racing Association, Zach, you'll be here, the Fall Brawl for the Jake Seri All-Stars Tour at Jennerstown on Saturday, October 1st. And um, you know that I'm not going to let this go, right? You know I'm not just going to let you do this story and we're going to move on. Yeah, we don't have time. <coughs> we, we got a busy show. We got a busy show tonight. We got some interviews. Um, <laughs> called it. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. But, but you didn't go out... You didn't go out on that heavy, heavy. That no, thin I, branch, I didn't did go you? out you on the. On the big, I didn't go out on the, on the thin limb. No, I didn't. But you know, I just kept thinking. You know, Rich, Rich said, "Oh well, Williams never seen Toledo Speedway, so uh, I don't think so. We're going to go with somebody else." Um, so you, you know, and your point was very valid, but that kid just seems to pick up stuff so quick. And then, um, you know, you saw it firsthand. The move on Jesse Love, um, too aggressive. I mean, you didn't seem like you were a big fan of it. Um. No, you knew it was coming. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Love, Jeff, 
William Sawalich was faster. Jesse Love was running the right line. Mm-hmm. So he couldn't get by him. He, William Swallows tried. He looked low. He looked high. He could. He just didn't have enough, and Jesse Love was running the perfect line. And so he decided, with about 17 to go, don't worry, we'll still be friends after this. <laughs> and and just moved him. Yeah. And, and it was over. And I talked to Jesse after the race. I interviewed him down in the main straightaway, and uh, he wasn't smiling, but he – Followed the company line. He didn't say anything <laughs> uh, and said, we'll come back and get him next time. That that, that was his word. So um, you kind of know the feeling. But to be honest, William Swalwich was not fast all day in practice uh, until qualifying. Yeah. They, they, they were several tenths off the pace. And in qualifying, fast qualifier, out of nowhere, we didn't see it coming. But, uh, you know, when you go in that pack pit area and you see a couple Donnie Wilson motorsports teams back there, Man, Zach, you know they're going to be near the front. You know that. That's right. I don't care. I don't care what racetrack we go to. You know they're going to get it figured out. All right, let's talk about some more uh, stuff happening around the Great Lakes region on the dirt. One of the greatest, uh, well, one of the biggest weekends of the season unfolded, and it is the Great Lakes Nationals at Crystal Motor Speedway. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine divisions of race cars across the weekend, including late models, IMC modifieds, and the Great Lakes traditional sprints. On the late model side of things, they had to compete with Mount Pleasant Speedway on Friday, and uh, so the numbers were down a little bit. Ryan Vanderveen started in the ninth spot and drove his way up six, or excuse me, eight positions on his way to victory. The Six Lakes driver uh, picking up the win at Crystal, his third on the season. He beat out Roger Wing, Scott Baker, the former track champion, Nate Hurley, and Jimmy Gallagher for the late model victory. Then in IMCA Modifieds at the Great Lakes Nationals, Brenton DeYoung picked up three spots, coming from fourth to grab the win ahead of Myron DeYoung. A.J. Ward came from seventh to finish third. Nathan Patrick fourth. Aaron Raby, who started eighth, finished in the fifth spot. Great Lakes traditional sprint side of things. They had a full field of cars, 19 unloaded, ready to race in the non-points sanctioned event. Dustin Daggett used his outside pole starting spot to go to victory lane, holding off Steve Irwin, Keith Shefford Jr., Steve Little, and Brian Ruhlman held on for the fifth spot. Uh, little passing in that event. Jay Steinbach gets credit for the hard charger award coming from 19th to finish in 12th. Well, Zach, they had some a little bit of uh, local action. You mentioned Mount Pleasant they had to compete with. Uh, Rusty Schlenk grabbed the win at Mount Pleasant Speedway in the Mon Pa McKenzie Memorial for the UMP late models. Uh, Eric Spangler picked up another feature win on Saturday, this time at the Oakshade Raceway. So congratulations to Eric. Yeah, and I want to give, uh, can we give a little love? Yeah, Can we give a little love? How about Mike Vandermark Jr.? Um, It took a little doing, as you mentioned, as you found this out, but uh, he picks up the win at the Great Lakes Nationals at Crystal. So this this is really a pretty cool thing. Yeah, after 18 tries, I would have not guessed this, right? No, I know. Because I didn't know know Mike's been – you know, doing this stuff that long, but 18 tries to win in the Great Lakes Nationals at Crystal in a street stock, and he got it done this weekend. So pretty cool for Mike. Congratulations. Well, it's always fun to go back-to-back, Rich, and uh, that gives us a good excuse to bring somebody onto the program, and so uh, it's our pleasure to welcome in a couple of gentlemen tonight. We, you know, I was talking with Tyler earlier, and he goes, you know, yeah, I'll be on the show, but why don't we do something else that's fun with this? So not only do we have Angola, Indiana's Tyler Rankin, but we also have the guy who's responsible for putting him behind the wheel uh, this season, Greg Wheeler, both of them joining us tonight on Horsepower Happenings. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. 
Good evening, Zach. Man, let's uh, Tyler. Let's start with you. It's been you know quite the 2022 season. It's been highest of highs, lowest of lows. You guys have been fast. You guys have wrecked some race cars. But this, you know, ending the season, coming down toward the end here in September, uh, you kind of find a groove. You settle in. Going back to back to Victory Lane, of course, at Butler, a place that you're very familiar with, uh, you know, kind of you were raised at. That's that's always got to be fun, but it's got to be special for you too to get to take Greg to Victory Lane a couple of times before the season ends. Oh yeah, most definitely. It's it, it's a great pairing. Um, I, I feel that you know the relationship that I've uh, been able to build with Greg has uh, been able to catapult me to the point where I'm able to have good races like what we have been in the last two months Tyler we first met uh at Crystal right out of the gate and uh we know how that night went for you you you, you're not a happy camper uh like Zach said highest to highs lowest lows got to be great to turn it around and end the season like this um kind of explain work work your way through the season and, and how you got that confidence back because you you really had to work after that tough start I did. Um, you know, we started out at Attica, you know, the night before Crystal, and it was a, it was a really good night. And then to, to back it up with what happened at Crystal was uh, unfortunate. Um, the best way to kind of portray the season is, you know, we're on night 42 of the year, and you know, with running 42 races, it's hard to explain them all. Um, yeah, some of our, our really high moments, um, you know, it kind of came from Lima. Um, there was a lot of things that I had learned at that racetrack that you don't get from a lot of places, especially if you go to one place, um, a lot of times. So what we learned there really gave me all the tools, uh, to keep going and to push them into different racetracks and, it's it's something that I enjoyed going to because I had never went to Lima before this uh, before this year. Um, Attica, it was a really good experience, and we went early, and then we went later in the year here, and I felt like we had a pretty decent run. You know, both nights there with the four ten and the three sixty, just kind of sh- come up a little short on the the three sixty side, and then missed the show in the 410 on Saturday but it's uh it's a it's a nice feeling too to be able to go back to uh Butler where I had ran sprint cars for about three or four years before uh, me and Greg getting together here it's it's familiar but I tell you in the last three months the racetrack's totally different and it's nothing yeah. like it was two years ago so all the things we've learned as a group really allowed us to, to kind of thrive there. I mean, yeah, there's familiarity, but there's still, it's totally different. It's, it's up on the wheel, you know, and you haven't seen that at Butler in a very long time personally. So as you mentioned, 42 races, uh, 35 of those are listed on my race pass. And you kind of look through here, uh, June 11th, uh, your first time parking in victory lane. Of course, it comes at Butler. And you mentioned that's after going to Lima land and kind of uh, experimenting a little bit, learning a couple of things. Um, and, you know, the one thing that you notice as you look through here is 
not really a DNF or a DNS, uh, you know, technically listed. Of course, you, you know, you do, uh, you get one DNS, I think, here at Butler. You had some problems in that heat race, right? Uh, that's a forgettable night. But nonetheless, you know, you, you start these shows, you, you get credit for finishes, and, you know, again, sometimes it's tough, but, you know, Greg, I'll bring you in on this. You know, this is the opportunity of, of you bringing Tyler on and knowing uh, as somebody who used to run these cars, right, Greg, you know there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve. You know there's going to be um, some things that you're going to have to get used to with Tyler, and Tyler's going to have to get used to with you. Um, and really, for it to only take until June for you guys to click well enough to go to victory lane, and you had great finishes before then, too, um, you got to be pretty proud of how that all worked out. Really, it's really been um, a process that we continue to work through that we just kept learning and learning and, and a lot of the things that, that we've learned. Um, Alex Nordstrom is the crew chief and he has a lot of ideas. Tyler has a lot of ideas. I have a lot, a lot of ideas. Um, when I raced, things are a lot different. They're a lot more technical. Now we used to bolt a pair of shocks on. Now they got, we have adjustable shocks. We can make a lot of changes. Um, Alex is, he's, so good at figuring out and Tyler so good at communicating um, it's a breath of fresh air to have a driver that will actually tell you what the car's doing you know we can we can make a car we can't always make it perfect but we can get it darn close and we've been very successful in getting things close um, just some of the the records that we've had you know and and fast times and and things of that nature and you know, another person that I want to throw a compliment to is Mark Zimmerman because Mark worked with Tyler when Tyler was just getting started. And we had watched Tyler, and Tyler drove for us um, a couple of times. I think it was in 2020. First night in the car at Plymouth, sets a new track record. And then we went to Kokomo and run with the Outlaws, and, you know, we learned that we weren't quite ready for those guys, but we, you know, if you don't go and you don't try, you don't know. And Mark took Tyler and basically molded him into somebody that we could work with. And I, I've said this, if I've said this once, I've said it a thousand times, Tyler was a diamond and all we're doing now is shining him up because it's the, the results that we've had, in the short period of time that we've worked together have been tremendous. And there's, there's a lot of other people besides, you know, besides Alex and Tyler's mother, she, she puts in so much effort that it's a breath of fresh air to have somebody that actually knows what they're doing. And that helps very, very much. Tyler, tell me what you think of and when you feel when you hear Greg say that, because, you know, you went through a stretch of time there where, you know, you were kind of jumping around. You were lucky to find a ride. You know, the family thing kind of was starting to dry up. Of course, you did some stuff with the Heartbreaker Motorsports for a couple of years. And, you know, there was a stretch of time where I wondered if I'd ever see Tyler Rankin behind the wheel of a sprint car again. Uh, so to hear Greg talk about that whole diamond in the rough that they're now just trying to work with you and, you know, the talents there just shine you up a little bit. How does that make you feel? Well, you know, going through some of the health issues that I had, I didn't quite understand what my next step was going to be. And, you know, me and Greg working together for the, the two races happened before that. And, uh, I didn't, 
I didn't really have a whole lot of expectations hitting back into the, the sprint car. And, you know, it was, it was such a, a, a great thing. And, you know, I never lost friendship with Greg. That was one thing, you know, driving the, the two times I did, like leading up to that, we were always talking to each other, we you know, joking around. And, you know, when everything happened with my health stuff, he was right there like it didn't matter like he cared and through working with the problems with the team I was with and just having parts fall apart and and just not working the way it should you know he was the first one there you know if you need this you need that let me know well through the winter you know we talked you know he had me come down and you know, just to, for him to give me the opportunity to, to work with him was amazing at, at at on its own. But what I've been able to build with Greg is way more than a race car. It's not I'm his driver and he's my owner of my race car. Like, I feel a lot of family connection with Greg and you know I've said it to a million different people like if it ended tomorrow I'd still call him the next day and make sure everything's all right because he means more to me than what the race car does and it just it's an awesome feeling you know I have I've ran a family car and I feel with what has been put together with you know, bringing my mom and my girlfriend, or fiance, and uh, all the all the people that were there throughout the whole course of my racing, while gaining Greg and Alex and Dave, and there's 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 so many people to put into it. I feel more of a family situation than I ever have, and it just it's a, it's a great feeling. It's such a secure feeling being inside the car. Greg, when we have uh, have these drivers on the show, um, the confidence word comes up. It's huge behind the wheel and underneath that helmet. We had Max Stambaugh on the show, and you know everybody thought right out of the gate he was going to jump in that Smith Motorsports 71H and just just tear it up. And it took him a while until he took the top off, uh, and then he won a bunch in a row. Uh, kind of tell, talk to us and tell us how you kept, you know, Tyler in the game. It took till June. But uh, you knew he had the ability. You knew he was going to end up in victory lane. How do you keep him positive under that helmet? Well, I drove those cars for a lot of years. And I know from driving those cars that if you get a driver comfortable, he will drive that car. Well, I, I used to have a car owner that told me that I wasn't running the car in deep enough. And he said, if you don't run that car in deep enough where you see Jesus, he said, you know, <laughs> you got her in there pretty far, you know, <laughs> and it was like, okay, we'll haul her in there. But if a driver believes that that car is going to run into that corner and it's going to turn and it's going to, it's going to rotate and it's going to do the things that it needs to do. A prime example of that was the first time that Tyler set in that new car at Winston that we had put together, never, never even, never even been in the car. We went out at Winston, qualified, what did we qualify? Second quick. 
and won the heat race, him running the top. I mean, it's just, I've, 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 I tell him, I tell him, I tell him, you're good. You're good. You're good. you got to build. You're doing a good job. I'll tell him, you're doing a good job. If we, we, we run through a period there where we had some problems, and I, I, I'll tell you what I've done. I've treated him just like I would a son. And the way you learn is if you got a mentor that teaches you and tells you and treats you the same way you would your own son, you build confidence. And that's, that's all we've tried to do. All of us, Dave and Alex and me and Tyler's mother, because we build, we built confidence. We created a driver. He had the talent. We just had to get him shined up. Like I said, now, Greg, what does this look like moving forward? Because, you know, as Rich mentioned and kind of alluded to, uh, you know, with, with other drivers that we've seen take a little time to get going and then they start having success. I mean, let's look at the last month or so, starting with August, Lionel Land fourth, Butler second, Hartford fourth, which, by the way, I think was the show that you guys knocked the track record down. Um, I-96, 15th, but then you come back, Butler second, Butler first, Attica fifth, Butler first, Butler first through Saturday. Um, I mean, the season's winding down. There's no doubt about that. How do you carry this now into the off season? And, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I guess maybe I'm counting ducks before they're hatched, but I look for Wheeler and Rankin in 2023 as well. Uh, how do you guys keep this going now as, as you've kind of really started to gel and either one of you can answer that. Well, there's something I want to say first, Tyler, because the 15th finish that we had at I-96, we had bought we started running sweet wing valves and we bought some line sets from a vendor. Um, and we kept having multiple failures with them. He finished that race with no power steering wow. drenched in hydraulic fluid. Oh my. Um, I, I don't know uh, many guys that would have had the tenacity to stay there and continue to run. You know, it, it was kind of like, I, I, I tell them, I said, you know, boys, we're just trying to make a silk purse out of a pig's ear here because that was <laughs> yeah. tough. I, I, I've been there. I've done that. I, I raced one night at, at, at Winchester without any brakes, and that had to be the dumbest darn thing i ever done. Well, but I did it because and, I wanted to finish. And that's the you thing. Know? You know, he made, a you, you, to your point, right, a 15th place finish out of what should have probably been a 21st, you know, in, in the books as a DNF uh, with a part Absolutely. Failure. Yeah. You know, and we pride ourselves. I... I work on those race cars every day, every day. I didn't work this hard when I had a company to run, you know, I sold my plumbing and heating company going on a couple of years now. And I'm at that race shop every day, eight o'clock. I come home at six thirty every night, every day we work on that race car. Cause we go over and over and over. You don't have failures. If you continue to work on a race car, because you find little things, you fix the little things, and the little things will take care of the things that you could have, which would be big things. And, you know, that's you, – you win races at the shop, you know, because if you don't finish the race, you can't win the race. So we provide Tyler with the tools, and he provides, uh, provides us with results. That's how our deal works. And then, Tyler, I guess to piggyback off that, how are you feeling now? You know, same sort of question – rolling toward the end of the season, you guys really are starting to gel. How do you keep that moving throughout the rest of the season if you've got anything left on the schedule and then moving into next year? Well, it's uh, 
from here on out, you know, there's no points, there's nothing in the mix. And we are going to, to race some races that are big races and it's going to be fun. You know, we're going to do it for fun. And, you know, that's something we've had all year long is fun. And, you know, I look at the off season, like, you know, this past off season, we had a really short one, you know, we just got together right before PRI. Um, we were waiting on cars. Well, we have everything. Um, looking into the off season, I think it's it's something that is a lot a lot easier of a situation. Um, it it allows for us to spend more time doing things that that need to happen. You know, in an off season, getting stuff ready. Where last season we waited and waited and waited and waited and <laughs> we finally got everything and we thrashed and we made it to Attica for the first night. Well, sometimes it's just hard. You know, we don't miss things, but it can happen. We, we also have, we have guys in the show, you brought it up. Uh, you know, you said, Hey, we're not racing for points anymore this year. And, and I want to touch on that because some guys can run for points and they like it. And some of them just go for wins and say, well, if we race for wins, the points will come. Um, what makes you more comfortable? Do you like looking at the points every night and say, okay, we clocked off this many? Or do you say, hey, we, we want to race. We got all the points we could tonight. Um, let's do it again next week. And, and Greg, you know, car owners sometimes have a different idea, and you can give your input too. But what do you think, Tyler? I, I look at, like, the NRA situation. You know, we were going into that last night at Attica, and I was sitting seventh, you know, nothing overly spectacular, but to me it was something big because we missed two nights at the beginning of the year and we had some rough nights there in the middle. So trying to accomplish that seventh place spot in a big picture probably wasn't a big deal, but to me it was. And I, I looked at that race like, you know what, I, I got pressure on my shoulder, but I feel like I do a little bit better with pressure on my shoulder, not, you know, a whole semi truck load of pressure, but you know, enough that pushes me to the point where I'm going to get that extra little bit. And, you know, we ended up short and we ended up eight, but for what we accomplished that night alone, I think was pretty big. I mean, there was a lot of cars there and I think everybody knew we were there. I, I thought it was a really, really good battle between me and, Jared and just kind of fell off a little bit at the end, you know, and I don't, I don't know if there was something a little bit bound on the race car after, you know, making contact or what it may be, but we just, you know, it could have been myself just not being as pushing in certain spots and just, I like pressure in a way. I just, I've never really ran somewhere for points. I've always had lots of nights off in between, and it's different, but I like it. You know, the other thing, too, we talk a lot about the GLSS side of things because that's, you know, kind of what we cover and, you know, obviously my affiliation with them and Rich's affiliation with them. But, you know, one of the things that for those who maybe don't know is you guys aren't just fielding one race car. You guys have a couple there with a 360 and a 410. And, you know, Greg, I'll turn to you as the car owner. Um, the added right that there's some added stress with that to have two basically race ready operations you know some guys are focused just on one of those and it takes a lot to keep one of those programs running successfully but you've got two cars two engines really you know two of everything that you're trying to make sure is ready to go out and win races 
at the drop of a hat. Kind of talk about that a little bit. Well, it, it all goes back to time we spent in the shop. I mean, it's it, it's 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 overwhelming because Alex Alex comes down, Dave comes down. They they live in Michigan. Heck, Alex lives in in Walker, and and Dave lives in Shelby. And you know where those places are compared to Columbia City. It's a it's a drive for them guys to get down. You know, Tyler comes down. We all we all kind of work on the car and try to get things done. But, you know, keeping two cars going is is a handful. And when we've run two cars at the same time, and, and it was the other night we was racing, and it was like, and, I, and I'll tell you, I kind of forget where we was, Tyler. You remember where we was at when we was racing both those cars and we was struggling? Attica. Um, just to Attica, yeah, yeah. Tyler come in, he goes, this car just don't feel like that car. And I, I give him a, a scenario and I said, well, them cars are two different girls. I said, you're going to have to get used to it. <laughs> you're with this girl or you're with that girl. I mean, you yeah. got two different girls you got to get used to, you know? So, and, and, and at the end of the season here, we're kind of the deal that we're doing now to finish the season off is that we, you know, if we don't go run with the big guys, we don't, we don't, run with the big guys so friday night we're going to go to um eldora and run with the outlaws and then saturday night we're going to run with the all-stars and then the next weekend we're going to little rock and they've got a thursday night friday night saturday night show that we're gonna we're gonna run those i we took ryan rule down there last year and we had we had some success we learned a lot um we learned basically how to bar the car what gear we needed to pull and the biggest thing we learned is where not to stay in Little Rock, Arkansas, because <laughs> <laughs> there are some places that scares me, and I'm really not afraid of much, you know. But yeah. it was it was a little sketchy, you know. So you learn, <laughs> but you know, and and then we're we're hoping to maybe go run the, the flip flop fifty at at West Memphis at Riverside, this, you know, and then that'll be the end of the year. But it's been, you know, I told Tyler, I said when he when he signed on, I said we're going to race. I didn't buy these things to set in the shop, you know, and we put a car out every week and, you know, that's just the way that I am. I just, I bought them to race and I'm going to race them. That's about what you can say. Well, and I think that kind of leads me into that next question is, uh, you know, we know there are some guys who are looking at uh, February as the startup for 2023. What are you guys looking at? Uh, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that this is part a partnership that's going to go to next year. Um, are you guys uh, circling anything on the calendar for next year yet? Uh, we're not going to go to Florida. I, I've I've been down there before. Um, I went down there in '91 and I lost two motors. I only had three. Oh no! And 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 you you kill two motors. The, the air density changes so quick, and you got to stay so quick and so fast on top of it. Plus. You run East Bay and the tide comes in and the track gets snotty and it's just everybody and their brothers there and we're better off. We'll be better off to stay at the shop, have our A game together, figure out just which direction we're going to go, whether we're going to be prim primary 410, primary 360. Um, we just, you know, we've got a we, we, we build a good base and now we have to expand the pyramid. And that's the way I look at it, because you have to start out with a good foundation. We built the foundation. Now we're going to build the rest of the building. And that's just kind of the way it is. So I, we're not going to Florida, though. All right. I don't know if Tyler, 
Tyler knows that, but we're not going to Florida. Well, he knows now. Everybody <laughs> <laughs> well, made that pretty much clear, crystal clear there, didn't I? <laughs> uh, Tyler, let's uh, let's put a bow on this. Uh, you know this. You know, obviously, Greg and Wheeler. You know, with with everything that he's doing. Uh, obviously fields these race cars for you, but there are a lot of other logos on the side of these 16 machines. Uh, and you know, what a great weekend that you had last weekend, the weekend before really a great closing out here of, of kind of the great Lakes season. So let's talk about some of those people who make it possible for you to uh, drive that race car in circles. Well, there was a lot of people that, that were on his car before I got there and I brought sponsorship into the, the mix too and you know with everybody that has come aboard has really made this thing really easy um we got one that i brought to the table uh that's been with me for a long time was flint trucking um they do a lot of a lot of stuff around the litchfield area and then richard's well drilling and repair um sterling express shark racing engines i mean we can't do it without shark you <laughs> know are pretty pretty nice engines and uh we brought on kh suspension uh which drew bible is the one that does our shock works for us and quality diesel performance and great wakes chemical canopies rs uh, numerics uh, which is right down the road from greg which helps us out with anything we ever need um, bw transport he's been on with me since i was running go-karts you know, it's, he's always, always been around and we brought on, uh, Smith titanium. They've helped us out tremendously all year long and, you know, love the brakes. <laughs> if, if you're not on them, you should probably be on them. Um, champion racing oil, great racing oil. Um, we run into everything. Copper rock construction, uh, Sandy's Harley Davidson, the buff bar and grill, Rick's Lumber Company, uh, Native Trails Tobacco and Vapor, Pops Tavern, and Wix Filters. I mean, like, the list goes on. Like, there's so many people that are on board with this. It's just, it, you can never thank them enough, right? Like, they're doing it out of their, their heart and soul of being good people and something awesome, knowing that it's to allow me to go do something that, I thoroughly enjoyed do, doing, and I just can't thank every one of those enough. Well, gentlemen, we uh, appreciate you making time to chat with us tonight. Congratulations on uh, a solid 2022 season, and we wish you the best of luck here in the uh, coming events to close out the year. I really appreciate that. Thanks a lot. Well, Zach, we thank Tyler and Greg for joining us on the program, but now it is that time of the month, as always. Not that time, this time. Uh, to bring in uh, Gary Lindahl with his September quiz, quiz number 18. Uh, for his Gary Did You Know segment. Gary, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. How are you guys doing tonight? I tell you what, it's amazing how quick this time comes up. I'm going, man, i got to put a quiz together. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, time flies, dudes. It really does. Yeah, it does, man. But hey, as, you, I, as you saw, because I always send it to you ahead of time, that uh, – uh, it's always a little interesting here and there. Gary, I didn't I have a chance people to think. Yeah, I didn't have a chance to tell Zach about uh, Saturday. You know, we had we had, we had the car count just a little bit light. We did the story earlier in the program, um, but man, did was that some good racing up front? 
Oh, I thought it was an excellent race, and I mean, you know, you always have <laughs> you always have the naysayers, everybody that knows everything on Facebook. <laughs> but other than that, I thought it was uh, thought it was a great race. I mean, CRA race, two young guys. You know, I mean, Jesse Love and Zawalich, they went after each other for a whole lot of laps. You know, and actually, uh, Trevor Berry and uh, Rorig and those guys were all lined up. And you know, you don't know what Connor Zabosian would have done had he not lost the brakes on that forty-five car. Because he had a fast hot rod and led a lot of laps, so you just don't know, you know. And Trevor just got away from him. Barry just got away from him at the end, which is no surprise in one of Bobby Blount's sixteen cars. But uh, I liked all the emotion that Trevor Barry had after that, after he won that race with his dad. And I went down there and I, I knew the way he, his dad felt because I went down there and shook his hand. I said, Dennis, this is this is really great, and he hugged me. So I knew how much that race meant to him to see Trevor win it. You know, last time we did one of these, Gary, did you know, is we had Chad Finley around, and one of the questions was about Bob, and it stumped Chad, and it actually, well, it didn't stump him, but they had different answers than what uh, you had lined up, Gary. Uh, this was the oh, question. Did they really? This was the question about uh, of uh, who uh, Bob would have been a crew chief for, and yep. your answer was Ed Rude in the number zero five. Yes. They kept coming up with Gary Fidoa. They really wanted to give you Gary Fidoa as the answer. And I said, well, must be Gary knows of another driver that maybe wasn't as uh, memorable in that seat. Well, you know, the only reason that Ed Rude was from way back when, and I think Gary was just starting to race back then. So I don't know if, uh, because I have a picture of Ed Rude's 05 car from Spartan Speedway. Yeah. And Chief Mechanic Bob Finley on the side of it. So that's where I came up with my question. Gary says, I got photographic evidence, gentlemen. Come on now. (laughs) I do. So what I'm going to have to do is uh, one of these days I'm going to have to dig that picture up and post it on Facebook. And then you guys can steal it off of Facebook and put it on Horsepower Happening. That's right. Here it is. Look at this, boys. (laughs) Gary, that had to have been when Jeff was very young. Oh man, I you know I'm not quite sure if Jeff would have been born yet to be honest. Wow. With you. Okay. You know, so that's kind of you know that's kind of that's was a long time ago. I mean, we're talking, you know, we're talking early '60. I'm not quite sure how old Jeff is, but you know, it, it was way it was way back when. Oh, oh. Jeff is old. He he's probably he's probably, he was probably a kid by then. Oh my <laughs> oh, goodness! I'm sure. All right, fellas, let's uh, we can have a lot of fun with that. Let's get into this week's quiz. And here's here's the fun part. Uh, some of these, you know, they might be a little bit. Uh, they might be doable this time. I say that because sometimes we really Gary really gives it to us. But Brad, Brad, you're usually the one who takes a swing at all these. I think you got a chance this week. So, Rich, let's get into it. All right, Gary, let's get rolling, man. Question number one. Okay, question number one, and it's pretty simple. What was Chugaboom? And the reason that this came into my head is I talked to the owner and driver of this car at the Raleigh Beale Memorial at Toledo, and that's all I'm going to give you. Oh, little hints, little hints. Yeah, a little bit. I read the question too fast, and I thought it had something to do with the bar, and then I took, slowed it down. <laughs> there's, where my, there's where my head's at, right? And then I said, oh, Yeah, no. there you go. Well, normally I'd have been right with you on that bar thing, too. So, Okay, question number two, and this is interesting, and I'm sure, you know, uh, I always like to do the fun stuff. This driver would be good for yard work. A little play on And once you see the answer, you would appreciate that, wouldn't you? Now, I... Kind of along the lines of a Gale Cobb. Yep. 
Yep. Right? Pretty yep. much. Right? Pretty much. Kind of along the lines of the same era, too. So that's, See, that's what I was going to – I was going to – I'm trying to think, how can I get him to tell us a timeline to look for this name? Uh, you know, what name, what, what era are we looking at? So, okay, that was a great hint. All right, what do we got for number three? Okay, and uh, what was Jim McCune's nickname? 100%. And this is not, this yeah, is well, not Jimmy McCune. This is his grandfather. Yeah, see, I'm glad you clarified that because there are some people that are probably going to guess Jimmy's nickname uh, because it's pretty relevant, but we're looking for – this is grandpa. Yes, that okay. is not it. We're looking for his grandfather's name. He's the one that started the whole McCune legacy. Wow, cool. Over and the I think years. As, so. And I think as long as somebody knows that and, – and we didn't say Jimmy, so it says Jim. Um, yes, it does. I, I think we got 100, 100% of the people should be able to get this one right. I would think so. I would think they would. <clears throat> All right, now this and, is a this is a fun one. I like this last one. Oh yeah, and in the, the last question, this former late model driver was known as Gorgeous George. I love and this. I'll give you a little <laughs> hint here too. I'm friends with him on Facebook, Ooh. and he's still racing. However, not late models anymore. Sporty car stuff. I'm just going to leave it at that. So now we're going to have everybody. You're going to get a uh, lot of friends this week, Gary. Scamming Gary's Facebook page to find out who his friends are and and start naming anybody named George. That's right. Yeah, well, it's it's hidden. Oh, man. Cool. This is a great quiz. Again, uh, you know, for those who maybe are just hearing this for the first time or you've missed them in the past, look for the graphic on our Facebook page. Take a swing at these questions from Gary. And uh, if you get them all right, um, we'll hook you up with some stuff. Uh, Rich will be able to get you in line for some stuff, either through the uh, fan club or through Flat Rock, or uh, I don't know. Rich might just send you an autographed beer mug. Who knows? Uh, but we'll get you something for, uh, <laughs> for one getting- way or another. <laughs> one way or another, you get them all. We'll get you something. Yeah, so, I might want one of them beer mugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. All right, Gary, man, we appreciate you. Uh, Gary, the, you're uh, ineligible, Gary. You're an employee. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot. Hey, don't tell him that. Employees have to get paid. He's a volunteer. <laughs> you know what? I am a volunteer, and make that clear to everybody, too. Yeah. I am a volunteer. Yeah, Gary, we appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for uh, doing another episode of Gary Did You Know. Okay, all right. Have a good night, guys. Yep, see ya. Gary, get, Gary give our best to Sharon, huh, will you? I will do that. She's right here next to me. All right. Thanks, Thanks Gary. Right. See you okay, now let's move into our second interview tonight. And, uh, Rich, it's it's a little bit of an open-wheel show, uh, and we're keeping it on the dirt as well. It's our pleasure to welcome in the uh, driver out of Stanton, Michigan. Just got back not too long ago, just a couple of weeks removed from a trip out to Boone, Iowa. And, uh, of course, big racing around the state of Michigan and IMCA Modifieds. It's our pleasure to welcome in Brody Bowser. Brody, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. How you doing, guys? Man, uh, doing good, and and wanted to get you on the show. Of course, uh, Brody, a, a household name in IMCA Modified Racing in Michigan, and you know, how about that too? IMCA Modified Racing here in Michigan. Uh, I've got you marked down for two wins this season, but man, oh man, when you can get to as many races as you can in our area with that modified, um, it's going to be tough sometimes to pull one of those in because. This may be, and we've talked about this over the last couple of weeks, Rich and I have, this could be one of the most competitive classes in our state right now, and uh, you just look like you're having a lot of fun out there with that 78 car. Oh, yeah, I always have fun. 
talk about the season. Uh, talk about all of the races that you've been running. Uh, you know, kind of kind of break this down. You know, my race pass has got you listed for 40 events here as we, we near the middle part of September. Uh, so I guess just tell me a little bit about your season and how it's going so far. Oh, we've had a kind of a rough year. We, um, Winston didn't have a lot of cars, so I was trying a lot of different things out on Friday nights to just try to learn some things and uh, struggle a little bit on Fridays, but we ended up getting the championship there. And, uh, you know, I always love Crystal. Crystal's home, always will be. And I don't know. It, I, the modified class is tough. There's ten guys that could could win at any track any night. Brody, you mentioned the Winston Championship, and, and you know you said they didn't have a lot of cars, but I don't care anywhere you go. Um, and and Zach and I have watched these IMCA modified throughout the state throughout 2022. Um, that's got to be a, a nice feather in your cap to grab that. Oh, absolutely. It's my first IMCA championship, and I've been doing this a long time, So, or track championship, so it's tough. Talk about this. Yep. Well, and I was just going to say, you Go know, the, 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 the classification of it's tough. Uh, what is it in your mind or what is it in your opinion that makes this class so so tough to run in, and, and you know, why why is it so competitive week in and week out? Well, it's the rule package. It, it keeps everybody so close. It's down to luck and and driver ability. <laughs> luck, yeah, man, that that luck word, right, plays a lot into it sometimes. But you got to take see, I would, Zach. I would say words that would words that would make it tough on him every week would be Ward Pool. <laughs> come on, I mean Thoroughby. Come on, I mean these these guys um, are are at the top of their game, and and he's got to run up against these guys. That's that's tough to do, and he and he can do it. And, and you're missing a whole bunch more. I mean, yeah, I don't have time to list them all, right? There's a ton of great drivers in this class. Man, talk about the decision, right? So uh, this this division here, as we mentioned in the state, really competitive. And uh, you know, every year or so, there's a there's a handful of guys who say, "All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go out to Boone. We're going to see what these nationals are all about." And you know, we've watched AJ do it. We watched. Uh, you know, we watched Michael do it last year, and so, uh, or I'm sorry, Mitchell Hunt do it last year, and uh, now this year I was kind of I was caught by you kind of going out there. Talk to me about the decision to make the drive out there, and uh, let's let's talk about these couple of days that you spent in Iowa. Oh, uh, we've been going for the last four years, and we went a couple times before that here or there, and we just use it as a family vacation, and we've met so many great people out there, and. We, that we like to go see and we get to race at the same time kind of one of the fun nights that uh, i noticed out there was watching one of those videos uh was an afternoon heat race uh if i remember correctly uh a heat race that you might have actually been in line to win uh, due to a technicality and then uh man what a great race that was some slide jobs back and forth and then you end up blowing it off the top of turns one and two uh hold on for a transfer spot though but you know you mentioned how much fun it is to to race these cars that heat race even even with the mistake just looked like a ton of fun yeah that that guy i was racing won the whole thing the year before wow um so to be comp- compete with them is, is pretty cool. I think uh, the guys from the eastern region are stepping up their game, and every year we get a little better out there. And it, it, it's showing. I mean, 
Jeff Rhea made the show last year. That's tough. When there's 250 cars or whatever there was, there's well over 200. Um, it, it, it's just, I've, I've told everybody, it's, it's getting lucky and taking advantage of your luck, not driving off the top when you got the lead, uh, stuff like that. So, Brody, what is the mindset you had out there? I mean, it's like an alphabet soup to get there. So you have, like you said, it's it's a reasonable amount of luck, even if you are a good car, to make it through all the way to the end. Um, what kind of attitude do you arrive there with to make sure that you guys are right for the for the week? You know, it's a it's a long ride out there. So the wife and I were talking, and I said, uh, you know, I just want to complete as many of the laps as I can, and I think I. You know, in all the races I was in, I only uh, not finished half of one because I got involved with somebody else spinning out. So that was a win in my book. You know, I've never every day, you know, out there they take the top two to the A from your heat race and then third through sixth to a B for points. And everybody else is done for the day. Well, I've never, this is the first year I ever made at least a B every day because you always get that one day where you have a bad draw and it's tough. Everybody's so equal. And, but I I had some high, high moments out there and I had some low ones, but it was a lot of fun. And, you know, to your point, there were some guys who went out there with you that are from our area. Uh, You know, obviously uh, Mitchell and, um, uh, Chance and, and Austin and Jeffrey and everybody, um, you know, quite a few guys that went out there with you. Is this like a Michigan reunion when you guys go out there? Or are you all kind of doing your own thing? But set the scene for us who couldn't make it. Well, it, it, it kind of leaves everything, all the, you know, the competitiveness with each other here. We leave that kind of in Michigan. When you get out there, you help each other out and, uh, as much as you can. And uh, we're, we're not all of us are part near each other, but it's not that far away. And if you see somebody needs some help, you you try to give it. And we you want to see everybody from the area succeed. Is that a is that a goal or a a life uh, maybe not life but a career achievement dream? is to go out to Boone and, and park it on the big show, on the big night, get an A-main win sometime out there in Iowa. Is that, is that the IMCA modified dream, or is it just you uh, you know you win a couple of fast shaft qualifiers or you win a fast shaft qualifier, you go out there, like you said, kind of make a vacation out of it and uh, just have some fun? Oh, no, it's always a dream to get at least try to get in the show, you know. I, but, again, it's all luck. You, it seems like you got to draw 30 times just to get into the show. You know, you, you, if you can win, then you draw. I, I won a heat race last year, and then I ended up drawing a seven for the feature. Jeez, well, please. then you got to finish in the top four, and you're going against some of the best in, in the nation. So it's just luck and taking advantage of your luck is best way I can say it. Well, and then you mentioned luck. You come home. Uh, you mentioned Crystal. How much you love that place? One of the biggest events in the in the year in the state is the Great Lakes Nationals, and um, I'm sure that was marked pretty high on your calendar. Two wins at Crystal this year. Uh, probably looking at that as an opportunity to really have a fun weekend. And then, man, sometimes luck is good. 
sometimes luck is bad and things just did not go your way last weekend. They did not. Uh, we we actually came, we had a makeup feature. We were four laps into that, and uh, I think I restarted 12th. I, I, I think three cars didn't show up, so I was supposed to restart 15th. And uh, so we were four laps in. I ended up finishing second in that. And uh, I struggled in the heat race, and I had to run a B for the for the Great Lakes itself. And I finished third in that, and so I ended up starting 21st in the feature. I think I was up to eight, and on a restart, got collected in somebody else's mess. But that's racing, you know. So coming up, so, so coming up here, you don't have to you don't have to end your season that way. Uh, coming up here in a few weeks. Probably it better be one of the last dirt racing events here in the state of Michigan, the Player Hater Wild West Shootout. Um, you have to expect a stacked field for that. Oh, absolutely, and, and we're excited to go to that too. Um, we got corn harvest this weekend. We're going to hit that. Uh, they run the IMCA rules. I mean, it's not sanctioned, but we always like that show too. Yeah, and then uh, that pretty much puts a bow on. I think that's it on Michigan season, right? Corn harvest, as you mentioned this weekend, player hater. Does that wrap it up? I I believe so. I haven't heard of any more. How about you? How about for you though? I mean, is that is that where your calendar stops? Yeah, it's it's pretty much done. I think they they got in February a clash by the bay, or I don't know what it's called down in Florida. We're thinking about that. Maybe um, we'll see how things go. Yeah, we don't uh, we don't get a chance really to talk about uh, some of the modified guys who might go south to start the next season. So, uh, looking forward to twenty twenty three already. Um, that that a question mark for you? I want to talk about you. You brought up Mid Michigan, and I want to talk to you about um, this this kid who won the Mid Michigan Raceway Park Championship this year. You're tagged in this post, giving uh, Joey some recognition. Um, and, and talking about how much you've done for this kid is what this post says. Tell me about Joey at Mid-Michigan Raceway Park. Who is he? How have you been helping him? And uh, just give me a little background on him. Oh, uh, They ended up buying my old car uh, last fall. And, you know, anytime I can help them out, they get all my used tires for a little bit of nothing. And what, you know, I've... I let them run a set of shocks this year. I they bring the, if they get tore up, they bring it over, and I check everything over for them, and you know just kind of coach the kid and give him some advice. I want to see him succeed. You know, it's kind of what the sport's about is giving back to the younger ones, keep it going. Brody, we know all the time um, you go out to the racetrack. You know, you all you guys put these awesome wraps on your car, but there's names on those wraps, so. Uh, kind of tell everybody who helps you get through the whole season uh, up here in Michigan. Uh, first and foremost is uh, Lake to Lake Transport. Uh, a good friend of mine, he owns a trucking company out of Greenville, Michigan, helps me out quite a bit. And uh, Jason and Carolyn LGO, they're nonstop help. They're always doing something. I got Blake Hollenbeck. He, he always helps me. I always tell him to hold off till right before Boone, so it helps me out to go out there. But he he never fails and helps us out. A uh, few little ones that I got, uh, Upfront Motorsports, uh, 
Air Pro out of uh, Muskegon. Sweet graphics because they always do a good job on my cars. Oh, shoot. A precision Hydraulics and Oil. I'm a dealer for them, so I kind of run them on my car. Uh, full send racing. A uh, good friend of mine, he's in the service, and he started that up. He's in actually in Japan, and he, he, he sent me a couple hundred bucks to put, his name, wow. put that on the car. That's so, awesome. Uh, yeah. I, I, his dad sent me some money last year. I put his name on there, and then he sent me a message this year. He wanted that on so I, I did that. So um, KMJ, Assault Race Cars, uh, my wife. You know, uh, that a boy. That a boy. <laughs> he, <laughs> he didn't miss the important one. You know, I, you know, I got uh, Austin Watch is my stepson, so uh, he helps me here and there. I help him. as We go back and forth. Bree Brazingtons is his future wife. They're getting married in December, so uh we're a racing family by the way you mentioned sweet graphics i gotta tell you i can't decide which wrap i liked better from this year both of these cars are knockdown drag outs man these are beautiful race cars i gotta tell you i don't know who's responsible for designing these things but holy smokes uh nicely done (laughs) the best thing to do with john taylor is you take your car up there and you say here's my sponsors and make it look good uh, when we came back out with the all orange one, I dropped it off and I said, it's all on you. And my wife said, make it bright. Nice. And he made it bright. Now, did you, uh, did you put a new wrap on just to go to Boone? We did. We, uh, we raced Saturday at Crystal. We came home, changed the body and headed to Boone. To, I think we left here about midnight. Take me through that. What, what's what's the reason for that? I mean, I, I imagine uh, by this point in the season, the body that was on the car was probably pretty used up, and then you're going to race, you know, six or seven times in one week. So I imagine it's going to get used up again. Uh, why why do that full swap? Oh, you just like to look your best when you go out there in front of all, you know so many people, and I mean, your my car builders right there, and uh, my shot guys right there, which I forgot them zero one. They, they did my shocks this year. They're out of KMJ also. Um, but you just try to look good for that that show. One of the things that they do out there at Boone is uh, they do that, that flag parade before everything kind of really gets kicked off. Um, yeah, that's for the all-star, uh, fast-ass all-star race. How fun was that, right? You get to carry the Michigan flag around and, and uh, do that parade around the track. How cool was that? That's a that's an awesome deal, Pat Fagan uh, for Fast Yes put that on, and uh, man, he, he you get a short little dry shaft that's got uh, Fast Shafts qualifier on there. Uh, you get a hat, a shirt, a jacket, real a awesome jacket, and a fire suit. You got a you got a fire and, suit out of the deal? Oh yeah! Wow, you make man, it, you, that's that's worth its weight in gold right there, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's a pretty cool gig to, you know, it's quite an honor. Brother, give us a sneak peek. Like we said, we're winding down the season here. Not a whole lot left. Give us a sneak peek into 2023. Uh, same thing on your on your board, or are you going to do something a little bit different? Well, I, I'm pretty sure it'll end up being about the same. We really like Dean and Lynette on Friday nights. They're great people. I, I've been friends with them for years. I want to support them. And 
but you, you hear all kinds of rumors about Crystal, but Crystal's home, so it doesn't matter who owns that or whatever. I'm going to support that too. Well, man, and and I'll try when those tracks aren't running or somebody rains out, I'll go wherever I can. Well, that was what I was going to say too. Is it looks like you're not scared to go anywhere? I mean, uh, you know, Winston Crystal Boone, you know, you're having fun this year. Crystal really is your home on Saturdays, though. Holy smokes, uh, you you've ran there. You've run 40 events this year. I would say probably what at least 23, 25 of them were at Crystal. So you you know yeah. that place, man. Yeah, it's home. I mean. Just all your friends and your family. My kids park right next to me, which when we race Friday nights, that doesn't happen because it just doesn't work out that way. But we have our pit spots there. It's just a family deal, and and we have so many friends and, and uh, you know, extended family. You know, uh, I got a lot. There's, there's a big story, but I got a lot of family in racing, whether it's uh, – I got my my stepdad's a Wiggins, and they're related to the to the DeYoungs, and yeah, it's it goes way back, you know. So Bowser and IMCA Modified Racing, they're they're kind of they're kind of married. <laughs> there's there's some tight they, they, there's some tight names in there. As long as I race, I'll be in an IMCA Modified. I don't plan on going anywhere else. I mean, it just fits me the best it can, you know. Yeah, it's my style of racing, I guess. Cool, man. Well, hey, it was a pleasure to get to know you and, and kind of hear a little bit about what you had going on this year and kind of how things went. Uh, you know, I know you got that solid fan base at Crystal, and congratulations on the championship at Winston, man. And like Rich said, you know, I don't care if you beat one other car, if you beat 22 other cars for that championship. A championship's a championship, a win's a win. So nicely done, and good luck at these closing out events. Mid-Michigan, as you mentioned, Corn Harvest, I've run that event, Rich. Um, I don't know what's more fun, the racing or the partying. I think it's kind of a toss-up. And then, uh, of course, uh, with, with things closing out at uh, the player hater, good luck at those events, man. I hope it goes well for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, it. upcoming calendar here on Horsepower Happenings, Rich. Uh, big races. In fact, big races going on as we speak. How about Kokomo with the Dirt Nationals at Kokomo Speedway? That's going on Monday night and Tuesday night, tonight and tomorrow. Uh, we know there are some people down here, uh, down there, Dona Marcoulier, Logan Nickerson. They made the trip down there to compete. UMP Late Models, $20,000 to win tonight, $40,000 to win on Tuesday and UMP Modifieds in action as well. Um, if you are hearing this and you are feeling <coughs> a little under the weather for Tuesday, uh, gates at 5, hot laps at 7 for racing on Tuesday night. And that one of the bigger parties of the year in the state of Michigan, uh, Kalamazoo Speedway this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the Super Shoe Nationals. Uh, it's way too much to give you all the gate times and everything, so we're just going to kind of short, short list this. Friday, practice starts at 5.30, practice all night. Saturday, heats and prelim features. They'll get rolling there at 6.15. Sunday, features only, 12.30 p.m. start. And if you're going in there for the party, there really isn't a time. Just show up anytime. There's probably one and a campfire going, no matter what time you get there. That's right. And I want to piggyback that on the party side of things because this event is near and dear to my heart. Um, it was it's 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 so much fun. Mid Michigan Raceway Park. We mentioned it earlier in the show. Twenty fourth annual Corn Harvest Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Uh, Wednesday, kind of a load in day if you want to come in and, and get the cars ready. Thursday gates open at ten. Practice will go from seven until eleven. Friday gates at nine. Mini wedge heats at seven o'clock, and then everything else follows. 
Saturday racing, it starts at 3 p.m. It's an afternoon start, so they get you out of there. And then Sunday, of course, is the rain date. You'll see uh, mini wedges, four-cylinder front-wheel drives and rear-wheel drives, street-stock bombers, pro-stock sportsman pro trucks, modifieds, uh, the IMCA modified rules, and American Racer late models in action this weekend at Mid-Michigan. And then how about Oakshade? They're going topless, Rich France. Yeah, and, and something really neat. I was on the front straightaway at the Glass City 200 and uh, went to get a conversation with the, the gentleman starting on the outside of the front row, Emerson Huffman, and he says, horsepower happenings. We listen to that all the time. Oh, nice. So so our signal gets south of the border. It doesn't get stopped in Ohio. All right. It does It does get down there. <laughs> he He's from the Midvale area. So uh, about, I remember we had some listeners from Nashville that, that, that were listening to yes. us. Yes. So – our reaches are getting bigger. So, yep, uh, Oakshade Raceway Saturday topless night, the final event of 2022 down at Oakshade. $1,000 to win Sportsman Modified Duel. Yes, Sportsman and Modifieds will run together. How about that? In in the same event. What a concept. Late model super stocks, compacts also in action. Gates open at 4 p.m. on Saturday. Hot laps and qualifying at 6, racing at 7 p.m. at Oakshade. All right, and that is... I mean, that's pretty much what we've got, Rich. It's it's a sad time of year. I mean, realistically, it is uh, as, as racing kind of starts to wind down here in our area. I uh, also want to give a shout-out, as we mentioned, Tyler Rankin won on Saturday at Butler. Uh, they crowned champion Saturday as well. Um, and I want to give a shout-out to my buddy Josh Turner for picking up the 410 Sprint Cars Championship at Butler on Saturday. Uh, we'll uh, try to get hold of you, Josh, see if we can get you on the show. That's going to do it for tonight. Again, I want to say thanks to Tyler and Greg for joining us and, of course, uh, Brody for making some time and, uh, you know, of course, all of you who stop and say hey and listen to the show. On behalf of Rich France, who does all the work, and Scott Manning pays the bills, I'm Zach Heiser. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Horsepower Happening. You've been listening to Horsepower Happenings. Catch up on past episodes by logging on to horsepowerhappenings.com and be sure to tune in next week to keep up on what's happening.